what's your plan going ahead? And I kind of just had to tell them, I had to go, look, I know this is going to sound crazy. Give me one to two years, and I promise you I will be full-time making enough money that I can move out of this house and go do my own thing. Welcome, everyone, to the fourth episode of Outside the Grind. We have the always fun, always chatty Bass. How are we feeling today, Bass? I'm feeling good. I think uh, Chatty's a good descriptor. I think that's probably the best way that you can describe me. If uh, you gave me all day, we'd probably be here all day. But I'm honestly honored to be on this. I've watched every single one of the episodes. It's been really cool to kind of learn more about what literally are my friends. And now you kind of get in a deep dive. And uh, honestly, hoping I can provide some deep dives for you guys today, too, as well. I, I, I'm hoping some people get to know, you know, beyond, like you said, Bass the caster, more Bass is yeah. the person, Oliver Bass, if you will. That's right. And um bass just talked about it but we were kind of chatting before we jump in here and he and i get into a call semi-regularly and sometimes it will go three plus hours and we'll eventually yeah. just have to be like look we have to stop <laughs> so we may this may be a long episode we'll see how it goes but um the first thing i wanted to say and i, I want to say this before but i figured i would save it for the, the episode here i love the new setup love the background you hey. recently moved into a new place right Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I just moved in. We actually have our one year coming up in two, three weeks, something like that. So uh, we just moved in, just got the whole thing set up. This is like an office that we now have. Last place yeah. that I was at, we had a, uh, we, it was like in my room, basically, mm -hmm. was my setup. And uh, that, was the, that was the main priority moving into a new place. It was like, I need a dedicated area to be able to work on this type of stuff. So you yeah. can see it's not just my setup, but hold up, how do I point? That's also her setup back here as well. Oh, so okay. we got two setups, yeah, so that we can play together as well, which is, uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It took it, it took a while. Finally got all the lights in, as you can see. You know, yeah. got the, the unfortunately fake plants. I would put real plants, but my cats will eat them. The cats, dude, kidding. I feel it. <laughs> dude, they will literally, she's been digging up my, anyways, that's not the point. But yes, thank you. I appreciate it. The the, 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 the background's starting to come together, and I'm glad that some, that you that you noticed and people are starting to take notice. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Um, It's also beautiful that you two are moving in together. And so just tell I us do. a little bit about that. How did y'all meet? And give us some insight on uh, your relationship. So my girlfriend Cass and I met through actually a dating app. We uh, shout out Hinge. It's like the one dating Ooh, app okay. that has not been horrible for me. I, <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed my time on there because they have very personalized questions. So it made it very easy. Uh, we met through that and uh, literally just kind of clicked immediately she the first yeah. day we ever went on we went to the strip because i just moved to vegas and i was like all right you're local show me what's up and she's like this will be the one time we go to the strip i'm never going back ever <laughs> again she hates it despises it but uh we met through that just kind of clicked immediately um she more or less lived in my old place because she was there all the time and yeah. eventually we just kind of went you know hey why don't we just try and get a place that's gonna be a lot easier for the both of us and Lo and behold, it's worked out fantastically. I mean, yeah, I, I love Cash. She's one of my favorite people on this planet. She's uh, so shout out Cash. She's probably gonna end up watching this and being like, "Wow, you really had to talk all about me, huh? Really, really?" Huh? <laughs> That's so incredible, man. I mean, I had the uh, opportunity to meet her for just a, a brief moment there in San Diego, and she's really sweet. Um, Appreciate so, it. So yeah, shout out to Cash. That's awesome. It's really cute that y'all have setups in that office together. That's I feel like I'm gonna be honest. I feel like that's something that a lot of people fantasize. Like you see. Like the, the viral TikToks, right? Like the couples and they're playing games together and stuff. Like that's so sweet. I mean, she like that's that's part of where it's like I I really again shout out Hinge is that you can put in interest and talk about stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was not I I don't hide the fact that I work in esports. I think it's something that you know I just do it too often, especially with like you know I work in APAC where the hours are from right, 2 right. a.m. until like 8 a.m. I can't really be like, hey, so um. 
I'm just not going to be available this weekend because I'm going to be staying up every night. It's like I have to be pretty up, up front with that. And so when we first started uh, talking, I was, you know, we were talking about video games and all this type of stuff. And she's like, what do you do for a job? And I say, okay, I actually work in video games. She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, I work in competitive, you know, esports. And she goes, oh my gosh, are you a player? And I go, no, I'm not a player. First answer as soon as I say not a player. Okay, so you're a caster then. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, Whoa. Wh why do you know what that is? What do you do? Huh? Like, where, <laughs> where did you get that from? But she's been super supportive of all of that. Yeah. I eventually learned she's been into video games since she was like a little kid. She's been a huge Nintendo head. Like, she's got oh, nice. Game Boys, DSs, Switch, yeah. all that jazz. And so she's been... She's been super into like video games for a long time. So I made it also a priority when we did get into this place. I already had my setup. That desk is new for her. The monitor is new for uh -huh. her. All of that is like stuff that we've been trying to set up. And yeah, uh, yeah the, the viral fantasy is a funny. I've never really thought about it at that. Like it, it, it kind of is. It's very cool to be able to play video games with my girlfriend. I'm oh, not yeah. even going to front. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Super excited for you about the new place. Excited for you and Cass. Thank you. And uh I'm not gonna lie, a little jealous of the setup <laughs> and everything. So we'll, we'll keep it rolling though. Uh, with that being said, I like to kind of rewind and back it way up. You talked about Cass being a gamer for a long time. So run, run us back through your childhood. Is, is gaming always been a part of your life or is this something that's newer, like in your 20s and whatnot? It's kind of a 50-50 for me. I was definitely a, a gamer when I was a kid, but I don't think it was the same as what I was now where it's like, you know, PC set up, like super invested in like the online communities mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, that kind of hit when I became a teenager. When I first got into video games and stuff, it was like, I want to say old arcade games combined with like some of the Nintendo stuff, you know, like yeah. uh, DSs were the first way that I really like got into video games like as okay. a whole. And then we ended up getting a Wii. And then uh, funny enough, my mom let somebody stay at her place because she has a downstairs unit for a while. He yeah. left, left his Xbox and all the games. And that's where it just kind of, it shot off from okay. there. I was doing everything, you know. Skate 3 was on that original console and it has been my favorite game since. That is yeah. like the one that that's the one that hooked me and then when i got into high school i ended up getting a gaming laptop at the time so it was like ah, i don't have a desktop i need something to bring to school because you know at, when i was going to high school you needed a laptop to in order to like actually do classes and stuff yeah so i could either rent one from the school or i could try to get my own i wanted something i could play games on so i got a gaming laptop that i don't recommend if you're if you're trying to get into gaming please right. just get a desktop and like get a laptop separately there's like horrible laptops out there that'll do fine enough in school don't do what i did but it worked out because I ended up getting into a lot more stuff. Um, I had, like, friends on, like, Discord, Skype, and TeamSpeak where I was all, like, meeting people, going to do a bunch of stuff. And then I think the big games that kind of hooked me in high school were, like, Overwatch, CSGO, and uh, I'm trying to think. There's, like, it, it, mainly a bunch of, like, random, uh, what are they called? Roguelikes. Like, you know, uh, like, oh, Binding okay. of Isaac, Risk of Rain, stuff like that. Yeah. I love little indie games like that. That stuff yeah. is just peak for me so yeah it's a it's kind of all over the place rocket league didn't really come into the picture until like 2018 i bought the game when it originally came out my computer was not good enough to play it and then when i kind of got back into it was when i was back in college when a friend of mine showed it to me and then it just took off from there dude I, that right that specific scenario is so common with rocket league players yep like they either tried it or they saw it and they didn't have initial interest and then a friend and i feel like like college specifically, I don't know why, but that age seems to be like a really popular one as well. Somebody shows them, it's definitely what happened to me. I, I mean, I didn't play mm -hmm. games at all, really. I was like Pokemon when I was a kid, went through a Guitar Hero phase. Um, yeah, I know that. I know that. You you beat the absolute heck out of me in <laughs> Guitar Hero in LA. I remember this vividly. You're like, oh, I'm okay oh, yeah, at Guitar Hero. We get into the arcade head -to -head game. And he's yeah. just like, hard, literally as best that I I'm like, <laughs> sitting around here, everybody else around me is like, you got played. And I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Dude, I used to grind so hard on Guitar Hero. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that, that concept of like someone showing you Rocket League. And then <laughs> I feel like as soon as you do give it a try, or like, you, you know, you give it a little bit of like your effort and energy, it just freaking hooks you immediately. And there is no turning back. Like it's mm-hmm. the race is on. It's just, it, it's a great, I think part of it is also when you're like a kid, I think the more popular genre would be either like truly sports games, you know, like yeah. FIFA, 2K, <clears throat> stuff like that. And then just shooters, like first person, third person shooters. I, oh, I will say Fortnite also had a lot of my attention. I was, yeah. uh, I, my claim to fame was that I was in the top 1% of Fortnite players Ooh. for the first, like, I think four seasons that it was out. Okay. And then I just kind of turned away from it because I got kind of bored of the game and yeah. it was just like, eh, I'll move on. But, um, but yeah, like that, the one thing I will say is that like, Rocket League is not a game that you're going to focus on if you're a kid, unless you're like somebody who's like, hey, you should really try this out. It's fun mm-hmm. because, again, talking to Cass about it, trying to get her into it, she's like, this is not rewarding. You you have to True. grind hundreds of hours before yeah. you're starting to really feel like your mechanics are good. Yeah. And unless the concept initially gets you, it's very hard to like sell, hey, you're going to suck at this for a while. <laughs> it's not going to be great. But once it is great, it's the best thing you've ever played. Like, that's yeah. a very hard sell for people unless they're just mechanically gifted. I, I had a shout-out a while ago for one of the RL players, uh, Smokes, Smokes, who yeah. is just good at video games, apparently. He's $20,000 earned in in COD across the board. And then he picks up Rocket League, and it's like, oh, I'm a pro now. It, I wish I could do that. Most yeah. people are not that, so Rocket League's kind of a tough sell sometimes. Th- that... That concept of players like being pro in multiple things is already mm-hmm. impressive, but typically it happens like across first-person shooters, right? Overwatch to Valorant, Valorant to CS:GO, blah blah blah. For him to jump from a first-person shooter to Rocket League, Smokes is crazy, and his I don't get it. His like his rate of improvement, wild. Like he hit SSL, and then like a year and a half later, he's playing in RLCS regionals. Like, bro, that's absurd. I don't. I, I yeah i don't have that type of natural capability no. like, that's why it's like the, the the fortnite thing is like the one thing i brag about because it's like oh yeah. i was good at a video game for a very small amount of time and then professional scene took off and ah yeah uh, too, too, I, I will say that's part much. of what got me into rocket league though is yeah. the professional scene itself uh, esports has always been an interest of mine the first ever land i went to was when i was like 15 it was uh i am oakland because i grew up in the bay area and we ended up going to that and that just kind of hooked me on esports for the rest of my life so like when i get into a video game i love to check out the competitive scene i think it's a really like big thing for me what game was it it was uh csgo csgo was the first ever esports scene that really got me into it i I will preface this this was back when it was like the height of the skin phase and the gambling phase and all that stuff so we're like you know bet a 30 cent skin on this match let's see if they maybe win it all this type of stuff and then Going to it in person, though, the gambling stopped and just the watching began. I was just like, oh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, these guys were, again, fascination with people being good at video games because yeah. I'm very much not. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, um, it's that when you, I think when you have the knowledge of, like, when you have the fundamental or, or the base level knowledge where you understand what it takes to be that good, even if you're mm-hmm. not able to do it, I think it's very similar to traditional sports where a lot of people play it in peewee youth high school whatever they have like a grasp of they understand how impressive it is when steph curry is bopping threes from two steps in front of the half court line right like you sure i can't do it but i understand that is crazy impressive and it's the same thing here for video games as well so (laughs) you're talking about the land um you know all the way back at 15 what are some other interests that you had outside of video games growing up and, and even now 
So I was a big sports kid. It's very funny. I, I kind of bounced all over the place. My dad loved to call me a jack of all trades just because yeah. I was just, I was friends with all the nerdy kids who were playing video games and stuff like that. I was watching friends, you know, do unboxing videos and stuff like that while I'm in high school. And then at, outside of that, I was also the team captain for soccer and for uh, baseball at my high school. Like, okay. it's just like, it's this, it's this sort of like balance between all of them. Um, I played pretty much everything when I was a kid. I didn't really play a ton of basketball, but I still played some basketball. Yeah. Really big into soccer, really big into baseball. I played a lot of lacrosse up until I got to high school. That's where Cross, I stopped because, okay. yeah, my, so the big thing is, this is my whole family. My whole family yeah. is D1 athletes, or at least my parents were. My mom founded the soccer team at Maryland where she went. Whoa. My dad went to Rutgers on a D1 lacrosse scholarship, was captain of the team when they were Fourth in the country. Whoa! Fourth in the country. My grandfather was an NBA player. My other grandfather, like, ran track. Yeah, everybody in my what? in my family's really good at a athletics, and I'm sitting here as the video game nerd. So I hear constantly from my parents, "Hey, what have you got into normal sports?" And I'm just like, "No, that's not <laughs> happening." I appreciate it, but no. Uh, I prefer to sit here in front of the computer and shout that's about the saying. games. <laughs> out i'm fine i don't I just, yeah. I just don't do sports anymore I, I think that cut off at like high school but i all the way from when i was like a little kid i was doing like peewee soccer little league baseball all of that until eventually i got out of high school and my options were either play on club which is already a ton of time and i wasn't really enjoying college so yeah. i just didn't really want to do more stuff that i was just gonna be like eh, on or try to go on to a varsity team and i was not good enough to get on a varsity i knew that for, yeah. for, for a fact i was not going on any team on any in any school in this country i knew that so that's where I kind of just stopped playing. But up until about 18 or 19, I was playing religiously. Like, most of my year was spent doing sports. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. That's definitely how I was. Um, sports and competition just consumed my entire life as a kid. And, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any regrets about it. I loved it. I loved being active. I loved competing. I loved being a part of a team. Something like representing something that's just more than you is so rewarding, right? Like, you have this group of people that collaborate and work hard together and you put in all this time and effort and achieve a common goal and it's it's really special it's, it's like i said it's very rewarding um anything other than sports i know you played some games here and there and obviously as you got older it sounds like you got more into the games but um is there anything else i know there's a lot of people that ended up doing some music or see i'm like you where i wish i'd spent more of my yeah, childhood you, yeah. you mentioned that i want to say in either the fear or the uh neato episode where you're talking yeah. about how it's like you dabbled in music but you never really got into it yeah similar for me i really wish that i had gotten further into music i played the drums i like had a music teacher who i really liked and who she really liked me i'd spend like every recess in there learning how to play drums yeah but i never like got into a marching band i never really pursued it elsewhere my dad always talked to me about trying to get me a drum kit but that never really happened because yeah. he had one of his kids who so was like, oh, it'd be fun for you. And then he realized drum kits are very loud and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Aah. And so that just never really came to be. But I, I was always a music person. I really fell in love with music when I got into college, though. That's when it's yeah. like I was just starting to get into music in high school. I was really into a bunch of different stuff, mostly like indie and like indie rock stuff. And then yeah. when I got to college, it just everything. Hip hop, indie pop, pop, rock, metal, just a little bit of everything and it just kind of turned into where i've got my music taste now it's very specific but yeah music didn't really hit for me as a, as a kid it was more something that like as i grew older and started to figure out my taste in music that's when it like yeah. really started developing when i was <clears throat> when i was younger i definitely loved music but i think my appreciation for it has grown tremendously i think yeah i, I like i enjoyed it but it was like very surface level it was like I enjoyed the radio bops. I enjoyed things mm -hmm. that I could blast and like had like one or two catchy like metaphors or something, you know, it's like some 
a couple good rhymes. It didn't, I didn't really care about like a message or anything like that. And now I, I'm not saying I don't, I still do like that kind of music, but I have like greater appreciation for some of the stuff that is like just mm -hmm. very thematic. It's almost like a, you know, like a play or something where there's like a full scene People that they're creating. Are you, are you a full album? Are you a full uh, album type of guy where you I, go I like front to back on the cover? Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, yeah. I like that. Respect, I wasn't though. Respect. You know, that's, that's oh, okay. kind of what we're talking about. Like when we were younger, I, I, I didn't do that. And then, you know, as I got older and kind of got um, a little more into, I mean, I, dude, I think it's, I feel weird saying this, but it's like, like research, like deep yeah. listening to music, you know, like not just hearing it, but like listening and trying to learn more. Like, what are they saying? What ideas are they conveying? Uh, I find it so interesting and um, admirable. You know, a lot of these artists are, are, I've said this before, but they're being very vulnerable and taking you on a, a very personal journey, mm -hmm. uh, you know, into, into their life. So you have uh, alluded to listening to quite a few different types of music. Mm -hmm. And I know from our, some of our own private conversations, we talked a lot about uh, like your sing record collection final. and stuff like that. Yeah, I got to sing so, the final. I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, I want you to give us five albums and they could be from from any genre any artist whatever like that but just give us five like suggestions or recommendations just five that you like they hit home for you you like these and you would love to share them with the world take your time no need to rush uh are we okay are you talking are you talking vinyl that i own or are you talking just albums anything it could be album it could be a vinyl you own whatever you want to do just five say, that you think are like collection <laughs> if, if you if you've got someone and you're like look I'm telling you, you need to appreciate music. Here are five that you need to hear. Okay, so hold, I got to go to my Spotify real quick. I got to take a look at this because it's take like... Take your time. It just... Oh, this is such a hard... There's so many good... So many. Like, <laughs> I just... I've listened to, like... My, my music taste kind of, like, varies, I would say, almost... Not even month to month, but, like, sort of, like, every, like, sort of seasonal, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I'm certain yeah. I'm listening to certain stuff at, like, a certain time. It's not even necessarily because I get sick of the other stuff, but it's just like I get into a phase where I'm like, this is really good. And then I just kind of dive fully mm. into it. A lot of it right now is like indie pop stuff for me where it's just like this very vibey type of music. The best way to describe it is it's, it's like if you're going to not a party to go and like, you know, party hard. Yeah. It's like the vibey stuff where you're just there to like kind of chill out with friends, have a good conversation. You yeah. know, there's like some sort of random show going on in the background while you're all just like having a good time. Like, and the music's playing. That type of music is like what I've been listening to lately. But, yeah, my God, my music goes all over the place. Like, there's just, oh, uh, you, you've done me dirty with this one. You really just. <laughs> that means it's a good question if you're, if you're kind of stumped. It's a great it and question. You got, yeah, yeah, you got so many good, uh, good answers. I like this. Uh, all right, so let me just fire off three from the top of my head that okay. I think are just ones that I'm always going to recommend. Um, Faces by Mac Miller is okay. probably my favorite album of all time. Uh, I literally have a, hold up, how do I? This is a tattoo of it. Like, this oh, is from yeah, the cover. Yeah. This is from the cover. This is one of the dudes on the cover. So I have a tattoo from Faces because I love Mac Miller. I think he's fantastic. If I'm ever going to recommend one of his albums, it would probably just be Faces as long as you're okay with weird hip-hop because, like, yeah. it's not traditional. It's a weird hip-hop. Like, the thematics of it, I'll let people go into themselves so I don't want to really necessarily talk about it, but it's a very dark album when you learn more about the background of it. Yeah. So Faces, Mac Miller. Okay. Kenny Beats, Louie. Okay. I love that album. It's very recent. It's a, basically a beat tape with a little bit of lyricism within it, yeah. but it's very well done. The entire thing is a dedication to his father, who he found out had cancer, and upon doing so, he wanted to release an album to show his dad that he could do it because he had been a background producer beforehand. Mm -hmm. Put out his own album. It's fantastic. So, yeah. Faces, Louie. 
<laughs> I'm going to say, okay, what is the name of this? Uh, I need to find the name of this album. Because this one will care for me, Saba. Okay. I think it's one of the best albums I've ever heard. Um, yeah. It's basically talking about his, uh, excuse me, it's a little bit darker, but his cousin was murdered while he was in Chicago. And it's basically his reaction to the entire thing and sort of the processing of his feelings as he goes back through all of his life that yeah. his cousin had been a part of and sort of the thematics of coming back to Chicago and having it feel like an empty home without his family there, despite yeah. him being a touring artist. Mm -hmm. So Faces, Care For Me, Louis. Oh, Cage the, Alvo, uh, Cage the Elephant, Melophobia. Cage okay. the Elephant, Melophobia. Love that album, front to back. Fantastic album. So good. I've seen them live multiple times, and they yeah. are just, it, it's just, it's a psychedelic rock album that's just like kind of out there. And then, oh, God. Only, only one more like, spot. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to give it away, though. There's just so many good, there's just so many good albums. Um,. <laughs> I gotta give it to one of two albums, so I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that. You can, you can do you, one at honorable mention. We'll do that. Okay, so 1999, Joey Badass, love that album. Yeah, love that album. It, it was one of the first albums that really got me into like mixtape hip hop, where you're just looking into it and just kind of going crazy, and that yeah. like really influenced me a lot. And I guess the final album I'd probably give it to outside of that would be. I hate mentioning him because I just don't care about him as a person anymore. But Astro World, Travis Scott. Yeah. That album was like the album that came out when it really did hit. I was just like listening it to a day of mm -hmm. and just the thematics of it for because I hated that album initially. When it first came out, I was oh, like, this okay. is nothing like his last album, nothing like Rodeo. <laughs> and then it just kind of yeah. came together. And I was just like, man, this is this is solid. It, it's had... a weird list. There's more than that, but I just yeah. off the top of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you on the spot and I limited you, so it's gonna be tough. But mm -hmm. uh, I find it um I also just want to say like that, you know, you you're outlining some of those and, and obviously some of those are very vulnerable, very personal. And, and that's the stuff that as I got older, I started to appreciate more, but it's, it's very interesting how music can like, you know, the first time you hear it, it may not, it may not strike with you. It may not hit. And then, you know, you give it there. There's a, an album that I first, the first time I heard it recently is from JPEG mafia. Um, him and Danny, him and Danny Brown, oh, they're, Peggy. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're a recent album. Um, uh, the first time I listened to it, and and it's similar where it's like experimental, you know, it's not traditional hip hop stuff. It was too much for me, like it was kind of chaotic and all over the place. But mm -hmm. the more I listened to it, the more I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's just interesting how sometimes your first take or your first opinion is, you know, it, it can be overturned or or completely flipped, mm -hmm. um, giving it a little bit more of a chance. Which I think, and this is something I love to do, is a good life lesson. Yep. You know, give people time, give ideas time. And, uh, you know, give them space to come to life. And, you know, you may end up appreciating something that maybe you thought you wouldn't um, when you initially heard of it or saw it. I think this is something you and I have, like, we're very like-minded people in that way. I think that's why you and I have been friends for going on, like, three years now, two years now, something like yeah. that. And it's just, like, it, it's very much that type of thing for me of where, you know, keep your mind open, be a good person, and just kind of be kind. And at the end of the day, as long as you're willing to receive information, then people will be willing listen to you so taking in that info being one person to kind of just be like eh, not my cup of tea but i'll listen i'll yeah. hear you out and kind of like figure it out i think that's a really good way to kind of approach life just as a whole and music is very much that for me to where i was never like true pop fan up until i think certain artists kind of turned me i will add one more album to that list just because of the fact that i truly do uh love her incredibly what's the name of the album hold up let me go to let me go to the artist so 
Benny is the artist that I'm talking about. I don't know if you know who Benny is. B-E-N-E. She's an artist out of uh, New Zealand. And she does very pop-based albums. Um, Fire on Mars is an EP she put out in 2019. And it's just this sort of retro, I don't want to say retro pop, but it's more modern pop of where it's just got like kind of undertones of like modern trap beats and stuff like that with yeah. it with a little bit more swing to it rather than the traditional pop sort of one, two, three, you know, like mm-hmm, constant mm-hmm. chords. That's kind of opened my entire mind up to pop and stuff like that. And before, yeah. when I was in high school, I just didn't really want to associate with the word pop. It was just kind of yeah. like, I, I listen to indie, I listen to rap, I listen to hip hop, I yeah, listen yeah. To, to, you know, to alternative music. That, that, I don't pop. And it's just like, yeah. as I got older, I kind of was like, I don't care what the labels are for the music. If right. I like the music, I like the music. I'm willing yeah. to listen to whatever. It's why I have oftentimes people who will be like, hey, yo, can you play, you know, this song? And I'll listen to it. If it's not good, I'm going to, you know, I'll be critical of the music. Yeah. But I'm at least willing to listen to it just because it's like, you never know what's going to hit you. I One of my ex-roommates is a huge metalhead. He listens to a lot more metal than I do. And some of the music, I'm just like, no, nah, not it. Ain't for yeah. me. But every once in a while, a song hits me and I go, this is, this is awesome. This yeah. is sick. And that's, <laughs> just keep your mind open. Willing, willing to do stuff like that. I think it's the best way to live. And I agree with you. That's like, it, it's a life lesson from art in particular. Because I think art as a whole can yeah. be felt like that. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I know that, you know, it's, it's maybe not, it's maybe cheesy in some people's, opinion or or whatever else but yeah i just love finding little nuggets of wisdom or or what i don't whatever you want to call it you know something that just kind of shifts my perspective um here's a song i can't remember what the song name is um I think it was. I think it's a Flatbush song, actually, a Flatbush zombie song. Uh, I think it's busy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the artist that's featured in it is. ASAP Ferg, I think, uh, and I could be wrong here, but um, it's just one line, and I don't even remember when I first. And I know that I had heard the song many times before, but when it first, like, just I don't know, just kind of punched me right in the face. It's this line, and it says, uh, "It's just like a, it's almost, it's like it's almost an extended ad lib, like it's not a big bar <laughs> or anything, but it just says, I can't believe I existed,' and I don't yeah, know why, yeah, yeah, but it was just like, yeah, actually." Yeah, true. I can't believe I'm existing. Not only am I existing, but like I'm a whole freaking like human. I'm sentient. You know, I get to experience emotions and 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 like I have the ability to, you know, try to progress in life or or make it what I want it to be. And and you know, I get to have like choices and experiences and make changes if I want to make them. I don't know. It was just, it's such a simple, small, like short phrase. And it seriously just bonk right on the head. And, um, you right. know, I, I, it, it was just something that kind of sparked gratitude. Like, yeah, actually, I, I, I can't believe I existed. I, I will say that's a lot of why I do love music is because like, specifically, I think a lot of what I've listed today is hip hop stuff. Cause it's yeah. probably the main genre that I listen to outside of, I would say, you know, uh, indie music. Um, and ooh, another album I would need to add on there. Trying to, uh, what's it called? Uh, You're gonna yeah, be so adding like, the whole episode. Oh, uh, we're gonna have 20 albums by the end. Uh, Gorillas Plastic Beach is another really great album. I love that album so much. Old Gorillas is just hits so hard. But yeah. regardless, regardless, my point being though, it's just like, um, little like music shows you perspectives that you can't really ever like see. And the reason I like hip hop in particular is because a lot of that is them being able to tour- use it as poetry. I know people yeah. like. A lot of people hate saying that hip hop is poetry, no, it, but there's a reason why it's so many more words per 
per song than yeah. it is another genre because you can tell a story in other genres. Don't get me wrong. There's absolutely ways to do that. I think some of my favorite artists can tell stories with as little words as possible. Mm. But hip hop's really good at giving you a full picture. They'll paint a lot more than you can do in fewer words. And it gives you perspectives to things that you'd never really think about. It gives you gratitude and understanding of the different lives that people live. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting to just kind of be able to hear these stories. I think uh, you talked about it before, Kendrick being sort of yeah. the goat for you. Um, oh, yeah. He continues to be one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, going back and listening to his stuff, I always end up just kind of arguing with myself on what's my favorite album out of his. Yeah. It seems to always come back to Tipimpa Butterfly, though. Yeah. Tipimpa Butterfly is just... Once you start to get further into it and learn more about like what it's based around and that like I think the thing that opened my eyes is learning that the main idea he's never specifically came out about this as far as I'm aware but I think he's hinted and talked about it like in slights is that it's basically a letter to Tupac it's basically being you are the guy who opened the gates for all of us in Compton and who opened all yeah. the gates for us in LA and showed that we could you know have this more higher conscious of hip hop and I never got to meet you. I never got to speak to you. I yeah. never got to say anything. But here's what I feel now realizing what you've taught me as a person who has made it in hip-hop. Because by that point, he had already done Good Kid. He would already done Section 80. He would already blown up. But he's coming back to Compton as a completely different person, realizing that it's like, man, the struggles that these guys were talking about are things I now feel and the ways that I reflect upon my community. Yeah. So, like, again, never going to get that perspective. I have, yeah. I, I have friends from L.A., they didn't go like that. They didn't blow up as an artist and come back and start to feel that uh, yeah. that sort of you know neglect, that survivor's guilt, if you will, from getting out of a place like that. I I don't know. I love hip hop because it really does give you a lot of different perspectives from a lot of different places. Like again, that's an, like Louis is so interesting to learn more about his background when you find out that the dude was uh he went to what what's it called to to Berkeley as a music school musician and then started making hip hop beats and then eventually learned all of this from his father who then taught him how to like commercialize himself and it sort of turned into what he is now and then he puts out his own album and it's nothing like the beats he's been putting out years past because he yeah. wanted to convey this sort of more artistic vision to show off to his father before he passes like again it just i, I love music i could go on about music all day long it's just it's one of my favorite things on this planet yeah 100 i i feel the exact same i don't think i have as broad of a uh, general interest like I'm, I'm more narrow on like the genres that i listen to but i am getting better about it with time my problem is I'll find an artist or an album that I like, and then I'm binging for months. <laughs> like last year, the last six months of the year was MF Doom time, and I was, I mean, I was just Peak. digging up everything I could about him. He's such an interesting character. Mm -hmm. um, very, very, very unique music. Very unique delivery. You know, he's got different characters that he can play as far as the artist delivering um, you know, his ideas and lyrics, he's, he's a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. talked about music. How are you in regard to movies and shows? Do you, is that something that's a big interest of yours or maybe not so much? I, I used to be kind of a movie head. I don't really have the attention span for it. I'll be a hundred percent. Um, yeah. I wish I did cause I, there's some movies I just absolutely love. Um, but it's just kind of like, I think I just prefer TV shows because they're a little bit shorter and they're just easier for me to digest. And I'm yeah. also a binge guy of where it's like, okay, this episode wrapped, give me more. Just immediately mm -hmm. like kind of like back into the same sort of stuff. But I, I definitely watch a decent amount of both. I, I, I don't go out to the theaters as much as I'd like to anymore, but I, I still do watch a decent amount of TV and yeah. uh, movies and stuff. And also uh, anime is a part of that list. I know it's a little okay. bit separate, so people kind of count it separately. We'll get into that like, in a minute then. Yeah. <laughs> Does Cass like watching shows? 
Yeah, she, 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 that's like a lot of, uh, something Fear was talking about that I think is interesting is that like there's the yeah. show we watch together, if you will. Yeah. And that's like that, we, that's, that's the thing for us as well is right now, we, she is huge animation person. Anything animated, whether it's anime, animation, like adult animation, kids animation, yeah. anywhere in between. We relate a lot on that because I'm a big animation person. For a while when I was a kid, I wanted to be like an animator. When I was oh, like okay. that was one of my big things. I definitely understand why I didn't go that path. I don't think I ever would have had the talent to be able to be a part of that type of stuff. Yeah. But I, I love modern animation. I think it's super cool to see how it's developed from what was a thing in, at least in the United States and like Western culture. Oh, this is a kid thing. This is not for adults, yeah. you know, to now where it's very mature in the ways that some of these animated, or these animated shows come out. I think one of the biggest landmarks for me was uh, Invincible blowing up as much as it did. Because that is not for kids. It's not a kid show. It is very much geared towards adult. And it's not the comedy family guy adult. It's like gory, very graphic. And yeah. like, I'm glad that that has been adopted in the United States because for a long time it was only Japanese thing. Yeah. I mean, I know... You know, there's a lot of, I see this, I just see this talk about it because I, I didn't become a fan of anime until probably 24. Mm. Um, and it, and it was definitely due to that societal norm of like, that's for kids. I, I like there's, I didn't, I wouldn't even give it a chance. Um, shout out to my friends though. That definitely continued to hound me until I finally did give in because now, I mean, that's, I watch some YouTube, I watch some Twitch. And I watch anime. I don't got no I, Netflix. I, I don't got no Hulu. No HBO. No Disney. None of it. And I, I want to call you a weeb, but I can't. Do it. Can't. I I wear it with pride. <laughs> I no, I do not care at all, dude. I, I we've had so many conversations about this because one of the first things I remember telling you about Cass when I met her, I was like, dude, she's got a Kilua tattoo, and you were yes. like, yeah, you look free. It's so cool, dude. Because I know you've got a million anime tattoos at this point. I don't have any anime tattoos. I need to get some. I want one from either Naruto, One Punch Man, or uh, Mob Psycho. Yeah. Really badly. Really, really bad. The Mob Psycho ones, if I do get it, though, it's going to be... I got to find a good artist for that because it's not yeah. going to be easy to design. Have you seen that yet, Mob Psycho? Dude, I haven't watched Mob Psycho. It's from the creators of One Punch Man. It's a little bit more serious than One Punch Man. It's yeah. about a teen with psychedelic powers. That's all I'm going to give you. It's okay. it's all over the place, man. It's <laughs> legitimately one of the best animes I've ever seen, though. It's I've, two or three seasons. I've heard that from a lot of people that it's really good. It's certainly um, I have like a I have like a big list of like same a big queue, I guess I should call it. Um, and it's it's certainly on there. I've heard a lot of great things about Mob Psycho. Um, so what? Uh, yeah, and, and I just want to because. We, you mentioned the Kilo tattoo. It's like a manga panel. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, the style. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like dude, it is so freaking sick, dude. It looks so cool. this would be, it's just, it's the eyes. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who has not seen Hunter Hunter, but it's the one scene from the end of the Hunter exams with Kilo doing something. I'm going to, and it's just basically the <laughs> aftermath of that. I'm not going to say anything else, but like, it's that, it's that sort of the, the look of his eyes that yeah. they have where they like freeze frame on that. It's so cool. So good. It looks so good. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some shows that uh, you and Cass have been watching, whether it's anime or or whatever else? So we did watch Mob Psycho together. That was one thing that we watched together, and we were both like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah. We just finished Adventure Time. She's seen it like Ooh, a million times. I I've never, never seen finished. it. Oh, my God. I've never seen it. Okay, so <laughs> as someone who dabbled in it, we figured out exactly like where I went to. Excuse me. Sorry. I ate curry before, and I think a little flake just got stuck on. <laughs> Anyways. um. We started we started it from like the very beginning and we realized I got up to probably about like season five and that's where I kind of dipped out because yeah. it, I was watching when I was a kid. I didn't realize they like concluded the show when I was like a teen getting into an adult. Yeah. Like 2000 and like 
17 or 18 is when they closed the show and that was when i was going to college like that was the first year of my college so i didn't really finish the show but i watched up to about season five and then i didn't realize it goes from like haha kids show we allude to death and some weirder stuff to all right let's just straight up talk about murder and it's just like what this is what it goes it's the weirdest show i've probably ever seen it truly has like so much nonsense in it it's hard to keep up with yeah. but the story they do give you is so it's when i talk about you know modern animation having to live up to what is the seriousness that anime gives it you know the treatment of yeah you will show that's one of the shows that does it right it yeah. the way that it goes even its conclusion is just still hbo did a four-part special to sort of wrap up the entire thing at the very end of the show and it's just there's no left nothing left hanging yeah. it's just the perfect yeah i Watch that show. If you're a fan of modern animation and anime yeah. and stuff, I highly recommend it. It's kitty for a couple of seasons, and it's kind of like, okay, this is weird. But once it does hit, it just sucks you in. Yeah. I'll have to give it a try. That's another thing that I've heard uh, seemingly everyone say. You know, they, they very much enjoyed it. All right. So, Adventure Time. Keep, uh, keep on rolling. Mob Psycho. What else y'all got? Uh, we've been, we watch Bob's Burgers all the time. That, like, that's Burgers, still ongoing. Classic. It's just so good. Um, turns out they made another show called uh, The Great North, which I didn't know was going on with Nick Offerman. It's the same creators as Bob's Burgers, and it's very good. We've been watching yeah. that lately. She doesn't watch a lot of, like, people shows. Again, it's mostly animation yeah. stuff. Yeah. We've watched a couple of uh, shows. We watched The Last of Us together. Both love that show. That was mm-hmm. season two going to be good. I'm very excited for season two. Yeah. Um, but I, I personally, like, not, without watching with Cass, I watch a lot of stuff that is more, like, serious. I'm very into sort of, like, the, like, okay, the best two shows that I will say describe the genre, and I don't know what to call the genre, is Mindhunter and Breaking Bad. Those two, okay. and then I guess Better Call Saul by, you know, sort of yeah. association. It's very serious, but it's not, like, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's not really, well, I guess... It's hard. Mindhunter is very real. Do you know what that is? Have you ever heard uh, of that show? Uh, nope. Okay, so Mindhunter is based off of um, this, this book that came out in the 1970s and 1980s, which is basically the first ever classification of serial killers. This guy who was okay. an FBI agent at the time mm-hmm. went in and basically worked on their uh, the sort of mental side of how they evaluate crimes and killers and stuff like that yeah. and sort of built up this this how is it profiles of different serial killers in the united states by going and interviewing them individually oh. it's a real thing this actually happened this book is real and he like talked to all of these famous serial killers throughout history he talked to charles manson he talked to um oh what's the the guy's name it's there, I'm trying to think of the specific names. There's like big ones. Uh, Son of Sam, which is another one out of the East Coast, which is another big one. But basically, he went and individually interviewed these guys, yeah. wrote up profiles on them, and then it's just sort of the entire story of like how this came to be and his experience at the FBI. They dra- they dramatized it a little bit to give you know yeah. some other stuff in between. But the actual interviews, I've done research because of how much I enjoy this show. Yeah. They're almost word for word what these guys were saying way back when. He yeah. got some crazy stuff. So that show I love. Breaking Bad, I love. Better Call Saul, I love. I'm trying to think of other shows that are similar to that. I was okay with Ozark, but it got kind of boring for me, and I was just like, there's just not enough going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's that sort of like the ser- the, the crime shows, I yeah. guess is a better way to put it. I'm not yeah. sure. Interesting. I have, um, I just, okay, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I went through a pretty, I went through a phase in high school where I was pretty into uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. They were 
crazy. They were so, I mean, they're just menaces, dude. They're just, I mean. The worst people on this planet, and it's just, you love watching it. It's it was such good television, time. dude. It was such good television. Um, but yeah, I, I've never really been into like drama or reality television outside of that. Um, I know it was really hot when I was in high school with like the real world and then like a road rules challenges and stuff like that, like MTV, um, reality mm, stuff. Mm, but, um, yeah, I was never into that. I think the only, the only couple of shows that I've watched are, and, and these took like a heavy persuading was Game of Thrones, which okay. was fantastic. Uh, you know, we got some complaints about the ending and whatnot, but you know, fantastic Never seen show. Game of Thrones. I'll be a hundred percent. I, I, I only started getting hooked once at the the what's it called came out the finale, and everybody told me it was horrible, and I was like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, do I mean, not worth it. I mean, I just think it could have been better, and you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna get too upset about it by any means, but okay, still fair. fantastic television, um, especially like the first six seasons. Um, and then the other one, and I didn't finish it, and I heard that it became, like, I heard that it became just kind of unhinged and, and like, people didn't like it, but it was called, um, oh, man, now I'm drawing a blank. It was, they you had that, Westworld, Westworld. Ah, uh, yeah, I watched the first two seasons of that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I never finished it. The, I never finished the first it. couple seasons were crazy, dude. Like, I feel like they set so things up good. really well. I was really into it, but um, I think what happened was I ended up leaving. I, I finished school, and then obviously, you know, whenever school's over, you just have, like, less time because you started working full-time. So mm -hmm. I just never really got back into it. And I think around that time as well is when I started to dabble with anime. And as soon as I got into it, man... The thing for me with anime, and, you know, I guess this is true for probably all animated content, it just doesn't have to operate inside the confines of, like, yes. our human reality, right? Like, mm -hmm. the only limitations to those shows are the imagination of the writers. They can give them whatever powers they want. They can put them through whatever hardship that they want, you know, and it and another thing that some people may find cheesy, but I find it so inspiring. I'll be crying in anime. You know, it's tugging at my heart. I mean, it's just, I love, I just love it. And I'm I'm basic too. I like the shonen stuff. You know, I like some of the most, yeah, like yeah. Naruto, Hunter Hunter, um, One Piece. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, I, I would say, I imagine that I probably get a little bit more explorative as I continue to, you know, get through like your, your main um, most popular stuff. Because I'll just have to go digging for different content, but and I just I absolutely love it. I cannot uh, I cannot say enough right. positive about it. It's so I'm good. putting you on the spot. Then you put me on the spot. I'm sure. putting you on the spot. Sure. Give me a top three animes, not necessarily like the 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 overarching, always the best of all time, but just sure. personally the ones but that my, hit for you. My top three. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna say two here, and these are not top three. But the only reason that they're probably not top three is because they're nowhere near finished. But I love them a lot. Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. But there's like, you know, it's just so few seasons. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Watching both of those. Both it's not there. a full story yet. I think JJK, like, I feel very confident that's going to end up in my top three. It's just, I love what they have with the beginning of that. I think one of the things that after watching a few, you start to understand like the, the level, the power levels at the beginning are like infinitesimally small compared to where it goes. And JJK is already freaking insane. 
So like I I know I, I know that I can't fathom where it's going, but I know that it's gonna be crazy. So okay, okay, okay. I, I like those two, uh, but those are not my top three. I think top three, number one, is gonna have to be One Piece. It's not wow. concluded yet, but holy moly, is it such a good show? It is so expansive. It is so um, well done in the sense that like. It's not just random stuff that doesn't contribute to the story. Like there's a continuous journey and it all makes sense. It'll tie you back to pieces from really early on. And you'll be like, oh, I see that. I, I understand now. I think One Piece is freaking phenomenal. So good. Second, probably going to have to go, probably going to have to go Attack on Titan. I really okay. love Attack okay. on Titan. It's more gory. It's obviously a, little, a, a lot more dark than um, a lot of the shonen stuff that I've rattled off. Uh, but, I mean, it just hooked me immediately. You know, if you have watched it, you know that it throws the action right in your face. Like, freaking, soon as you start watching, and you just realize, like, oh, that's what I'm walking into. Okay. Everybody expendable. Um, Everybody. So, so those two, I feel pretty good about. For sure, having top three spots, and, and like I said, I'll probably put them at top one and two. This third is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. I really enjoyed Naruto. I actually watched Shippuden first because all my friends were like, you're not going to like the first part. But I liked it so much, I went back and watched the, um, the original. Mm -hmm. And I really like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I really like Hunter Hunter. I really like Death Note. But I think, I think, I think I'll put, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I thought I knew, like, but oh, I did You put me on the spot with five albums, so a million albums I listen to. Albums are an hour. Animes are like nine <laughs> years long. And you're out here trying to give me five. I, I thought I, I almost said one. I thought I knew, but then I was like, wait, are you sure? Okay. Okay, if not honorable mention, you, I'll you say can throw a couple. Dude, the thing is, they're all so tight. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think I'll say, I think I say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and I don't think I've, I don't think I've normally ranked them, ranked that show that high, but I think I will. I'm sitting here reflecting and just thinking about the different concepts and, uh, you know, different execution of the shows and whether or not there's any type of like loose ends or like holes and stuff. But Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is very good. So I think I'll, I'll probably slot that in a third spot for now. But the two that I mentioned at the top, I would not be surprised if those find themselves, at least one of them finds themselves in the top three uh, when it's all said and done. I, I'm excited too because this year we're getting the content. Demon Slayer's rolling out now weekly. I've really enjoyed it. Um, the animation in that show is just freaking insane. I mean, they are in my opinion, elevating everything because like when you, you know, it's like for, for our Rocket League folks here, like Zen is obviously levels here and he's up here, but you know, after a year of him being here, he's going to elevate everyone, right? Like you can't yep. just sit and watch him and, and him be above you forever. Everybody's going to be trying to do what he's doing. Um, it's very similar to like Justin back in the day when Justin came in and was levels above, everybody started like catching up. And I think that's kind of what Demon Slayer is doing animation wise, man. The, the conclusion of last season, that fight, was freaking jaw-dropping. It was gorgeous. 
Um, watch, and then I need to watch more of that. It, JJK, it the good. second season is coming out uh, later this year. So we got anime on deck. My Hero new season came out earlier this year. I enjoyed it. It was definitely better than the previous. It kind of got slow for a little bit, but this one was banging. Um, I'm actually, and, and this, this checks out because I ranked it number one. I'm actually in a rewatch of One Piece, <laughs> which is, for anyone what, that doesn't nine know. years to kill? Like for what? anyone that doesn't know, that's a thousand plus episodes. I, dude, I'm telling you, I love it, dude. It's so good. I, I, I will say both uh, <laughs> Attack on. So Attack on Titan, I finished the first season, never really went further into it, but I also watched it when I was like 16, 17, or something like that. So I don't really remember a lot about it. Yeah. Um, and then One Piece, I tried my hardest, man, with One Piece. It's just, it's so long. I got like, it is. And it's not even, it's not even like I like. I know people are gonna be like, oh, how hard did you try? I watched over a hundred episodes. And then I just was like, it just, I couldn't keep going. I couldn't keep going. It just like, I don't know. It was good, but it wasn't great. And I feel like for me, it's a lot more about substance. And I feel like One Piece had a lot of episodes that kind of dragged on. It's my issue now rewatching Naruto without the nostalgia factor. Uh, It just, it's very hard because it just kind of drags a lot of episodes versus stuff like, if I'm going my top three, I feel like something like Mob Psycho is going to be in there because it's just a couple seasons, very short to the point. And it's just, like you said, that sort of ramping up of where we start off with powers like this and they get to, you know, all the way up here. Yeah. That that type of stuff goes like is huge for me. But I I gotta finish a lot more of the anime. A lot of the anime I have watched is like random random stuff. You know, yeah. random here or there things. Um, but I definitely want to get more into it. I don't think I watched nearly enough anime just because of the fact that for so long a lot of the tropes kind of scared me away. The sure. over sexualization of women, the some of the more childish ways that they act towards certain individuals. Yeah. It's just like the caricatures of how they draw people are just kinda like this is a little too off the off the base. But there are shows you know, that do try to avoid that a lot more. I will say, huge shout out to, if I'm not mistaken, both Jujutsu Kaisen and as well as Demon Slayer are written by women, which is awesome. It's awesome to see women writers that are able to yeah. not have those same sort of nat- standard tropes for anime, which right. would be harmful. And so those are ones where it's like, I, I need to finish both of those. Yeah. Absolutely need to. Well, hey, you got plenty, plenty of content with those coming out um, yeah. even this year. So definitely check those out. There's a couple of, um, there's a couple movies Demon Slayer yep, has a movie yep. as well, and uh, so does JJK. So great, great content. And, and like I said, those are two that probably would find themselves in there, but uh, you know they're, 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 they're just so now. yeah, they're just so new. I got to give them some more time to uh, unfold, I guess. All right, then anime. I could go on for about all of these. I could go forever. on forever about it. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> all right then. Well, I know we have seen and you and you mentioned your tattoo there, uh, or one of them. So I'm a big tattoo fan. I've got uh, I've got a few myself. But tell us a little bit about those. I know that yours are. Um, you know they've got some cool stories there. So let us know about yeah. those. Yeah. So I I haven't gone anywhere with my arms so far. My arms are both not covered. This one definitely needs some more fill in. But this one's like got more of a half piece on it, and then just like a little flash guy just on here. Um. I, I've always been in tattoos. You talked about reality TV never h- hooking you. There were a couple of them that hooked me as a kid. I think Cake Boss is one that I always remember. Okay. I, I, it's funny. My uh, my middle school teacher, his daughter was on Cake Boss, so he would always like put up episodes and be like, look, look, it's her, it's her. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Anyways, but so one reality television show that really got me was, uh, oh, what is it called? Um, Inked? It, it's not, okay. Inked is the magazine. That's why I'm trying to remember what is the uh, name of the show? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe Inked is the magazine. So, wait, hold up. Inked is the uh, tattoo show. Hold up. I'm going to find this. Tattoo. Sh- 
Ink Master. Ink Master. Ink Master. Yeah, Ink yeah, Master. yeah. Ink Master fascinated me when I was a kid, and it inspired me to kind of go look further into it because while Ink Master itself was not the greatest content, some of the pieces were just like mind blowing to me. So when yeah, I yeah. got to the point where I wanted to get into tattoos, I like dove deep into it. I did my entire senior thesis when I was in high school about tattoos and about the history oh, behind cool. them and all that type of stuff. Um, first piece I ever got was this guy. This goes all the way up my arm into the back. This is all Ivy. My first dog's name was Ivy, or is Ivy. She's only five now. And so I got that off of her. This arm is just mostly nonsense, if I'm being real. The only piece on here that, like, has a, quote, meaning outside of, well, what I'll explain afterwards is this guy. This is a rabbit. I was born in the year of the rabbit. It's the same thing that this is, born in the year of the rabbit. And so that type of stuff, uh, like just kind of connects with me. Yeah. And then the rest of this, this is the thematic stuff you were hinting at. Um, yeah. Every time that I do a LAN, I get a tattoo based off of it. So as a commentator, as a caster, anytime that I work in person, the team that wins the LAN influences what the tattoo is going to be, basically. Yeah. So let's give a couple examples just to sort of show this off. The first LAN I ever did was something called CECC. Funny enough, I'm actually flying to the second annual in, in just a couple of days. And so... Northwood, if you guys don't know, is the one who won it. That's what this is. This is a American traditional wolf with a split piece of lumber in its mouth, and they are the timber wolves. So, timber wolves for that. Um, yep. I've got a bolt on the back of my arm for a kid in Atlanta who won the Dream Hack Fortnite Open named Bolts. Self-explanatory. <laughs> this one is a question mark with a little tiny R at the bottom of it because the first ever Fortnite event that I did, which was Dream Hack Dallas, kid who won it, his name was Ritual. Now, Relatively solid player. Back then, he had like 800 followers on Twitter. No one had ever heard of this dude. He blew up overnight to like yeah. 5,000 followers. Like just kind of oh, that's became so cool. like this huge th dude. It was awesome because like I remember the entire event. The event was itself was kind of scuffed, and we weren't really sure who was going to win the entire thing. There was a lot of like little hiccups here and there. But when this came, this kid came out on top. Everybody, everybody looked around and went, huh? Because <laughs> there's like there, there were pro players that flew out to this. It was the first Fortnite land in like two or three years because of COVID. Yeah. So when a kid who no one like wasn't an FNCS player, which is Fortnite's professional circuit, won it, everybody it was just kind of like, who is this? So question mark with an R on it. Um, what are the ones do I have? This guy. This is the one Rocket League fans are gonna love. This is a super baguette. This is a baguette, like a piece of French bread with a little <laughs> mask on it right here, and then a cape. It is for Team BDS. I worked the World Championship of Rocket League last year, and so BDS, a French super team, won it. And I kind of had this idea way back where I was like, let's get a flying baguette, like a super <laughs> baguette. And I was like, that's hilarious. And shout out my artist, Brian. Man's had a vi This is not what I thought was going to go on. When I saw this, I went, yo, that's way better than anything I could have imagined. Like, that, yeah. my, my creativity is not there. But I've got a couple more coming up. Um, I've got obviously second CECC. We're gonna figure out what that is. I did a land in Boise, and so I talked to the Boise guys about that, and they were like, "Get some, get you know, get a Bronco, get something similar to our logo, if that makes yeah. sense." And so I'm gonna probably same style as this guy have a Bronco going like right around here, just kind of you know bucking or whatever. Yeah. And then um, the other one is I did a land in Ohio last year, and Akron ended up winning it. University of Ohio Akron ended up winning it, and uh, Akron's uh, mascot is uh, a kangaroo. They, they kept telling me, they're like, yo, get the, get the mascot or get Zippy or get a Z. And I'm like, guys, this would all look horrible. I'm not doing any <laughs> of that type of stuff. What I will do, though, is I'll take your mascot and I'll recognize that a kangaroo skull is a very sick design yeah. and that you guys are from Ohio, which the state plant or the state flower is a red carnation. So what I'm going to do is have the skull of a kangaroo and then out of one of the eyes is just 
there's uh, a red carnation coming out of it. So very, very excited. Those are the ones that I've got planned. I don't think I have anything else that I need to do. And then, yeah, again, th there's a couple of tattoos on here I didn't explain. They're mainly just random flash that I thought yeah. looked cool. That, that's literally it. It's just, I thought it looked cool. Sunglasses guy is cool. It's very nice. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's... um. I mean, that's how I am as well. At this point, I, I just want to get things that look cool, even if it doesn't have meaning. Yep. But that that theme of like the lands you worked is going to be so freaking sick whenever you get older and you've got these reminders of, of things, mm -hmm. especially like early on, right? Because like this is early in your career. I'm sure it's going to be a long, beautiful career. And, you know, these first few, you're going to look back and just, I mean, it's going to be so special. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I will say, I've had a lot of people be like, why are you just filling up your arm right now? You know you're going to run out of space, right? And I'm like, yo, I got the rest of my body. I got That's right. From my head to my toes. Like, I got, I got yeah. so much room to be able to fill stuff in. I haven't touched my legs. I've not touched my, my chest or my back at all. I will say, I'm terrified to touch the ribs. I've heard it from you. I've heard it from my girlfriend. I've heard it from everybody. The ribs suck ribs to get tattooed. Tough. They are horrible. But you've done the elbow. So at a certain yeah. point, like, if you can survive, bro... Do you know how I, I I have so many people who I've talked to who are just like no I avoid the elbow I'm not touching it yeah really my art my the elbow my artist has a full sleeve and he's got a circle because he didn't want to do the elbow just <laughs> it, it, I will say the, my new artist Brian he did the one place that I think will one up in and I actually um, the one thing actually I will I'll up, one up that almost again almost immediately with a uh, my friend Casey but he got he had to tap out halfway through it got an angler fish on his palm mm. of his hand mm. and it just like he had to go through a first session because it's a hard surface first off the tattoo yeah. and second he tapped out halfway he was like no 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 that's no, crazy no. he just like refused the only other one that i know is like almost uh, like that just seems like as bad as like, my friend casey has multiple tattoos on the on the top of his foot i've heard foot's miserable on the top yeah. of his foot to be fair this guy's also got both of his knees tatted like literally like on the kneecap tatted and I'm he's like that was the worst ever yeah but I've also heard nah. that's bad. My my next two is gonna be a chess piece. It's an owl, kind of an homage mm, to my yeah. my Hootie Hoo original logo. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be really cool. And then I'm gonna I'm also doing the knees as well. It's just a sun and moon. It's kind of the concept of like good evil. You know, just the balance of like life. There's gonna be mm -hmm. there's gonna be both. So I think that's a cool concept. But yeah, those are. I'm here's the thing. I'm trying to do those two because obviously as you get older. If, it gets tougher, like your pain tolerance is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so um, I, I want to go ahead and try to knock out the places that I, and I've heard that sternum specifically is, I mean, I, I have heard that that is like potentially the worst place. Um, a couple of the artists at the shop were talking about it. And, and mm -hmm. one of the girls there said that she was like literally like screaming. So like screaming. She said it was so painful. One thing I have learned is apparently uh, pain centers are different for men and women. So it is a little bit different on where it like normally sure, it sure. Be painful. So like men's like upper chest are a lot better than women's upper chest because they have a lot more nerves up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cass got her sternum tattooed and uh, she didn't know this at the time. We've now figured this out. You know what a sanoderm is? Like the second yeah. skin? Yeah. Yeah. So she's allergic to sanoderms. Oh, we no. We didn't realize that. We found out. She found We found that out by explaining the symptoms of how the sanoderm, you know, was yeah. bad for her to a friend and she was like oh no i'm like diagnosed allergic that's an allergy attack to this stuff so oh, she got the whole thing tatted already it hurt like crazy and then she has to try to take it off in the shower and she's passed out because of how painful it was because it was oh, like man. It, it had a reaction with her skin so she's trying to take this off well it's already and it's hard to take off dude it's, it's not fun yeah 
So yeah, I uh, she sternum was the one for her when she was just like, it's the worst thing ever. I don't oh, ever want to touch. Have you ever touched like the pit of your elbows and stuff like that, like around this area? Yeah. So you, that also horrible, horrendous. I Not hated bad. that. I barely touched that with this guy because he just like starts to crease the edge of it. Yeah. This guy, I'm like pretty clear. Those are terrible. And then, do you ever get a wrist? Anything on like the nerve, like the the veins of your wrist? It, yeah. It, we're creeping there. That was there. horrible. This this thing's fully black. Shading yeah. this in was the worst thing ever. Because yeah, also, bet. my guy was in was a uh what's Dude. the word apprentice at the time, and the, that. Oh. That's what I was gonna say. I think a lot of it depends on the artist too, because some of these yeah. people just have different techniques and they learn from different people. Some of them are kind of heavy handed. Some of them are not. Um, and some of them even work at different speeds, right? Like. The guy that I've been going to, I think he's very quick. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, tattoos are painful, but I feel like with him, it's like the least amount of pain possible is basically what I'm getting at. He's quick. <laughs> he's not super, super heavy-handed. And, um, but, yeah, love tattoos. Certainly want to get more. And mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, as I can afford it and as it makes sense, I, I definitely will. I've actually been... I've actually been kind of doing this thing <clears throat> where I'm incentivizing good behavior by allowing tattoos when I achieve the good behavior. So I have this habit tracker and I have like seven or eight things that I'm trying to do on a daily basis. And mm, once I hit 30 okay, days, okay. 30 days of perfection, that's when I'm allowing myself to get my next tattoo. So I'm incentivizing, mm. you know, positive behaviors that I, I want to establish as habits. And a, I wish I did that. if I can get to i had some hiccups with the uh with the travel to san diego and whatnot um but if i can get to the 11th of may perfection it's time to schedule <laughs> i gotta dude I, I, honestly only thing holding me back is a tattoos are expensive yeah. and uh b honestly the, the next one i really want to do outside of the ones for the land is Take this flash piece so this flash piece was just like a random thing that they had for friday the 13th i came to see my artist and i was already getting a tattoo that day and he was like and i was like you got some time to do a flash piece and he's like yeah sure and he just because you know he's an apprentice at the time he's just trying to get practice yeah. like for everything <clears throat> huge shout out to brian for that because we've both seen apprentices that suck they can't yeah. they can't tattoo anything this guy hit the ground running i saw his first task and went you're gonna be good yeah, i know you're yeah. gonna be good i got faith in you and so i was just like yo you can do whatever because all of that he's done is always turned out well I like this design so much. I want to have this expand all the way up my arm and then onto my hand. Yeah. I know that A is going to be expensive and B it's going to take a lot of time. So I got to yeah. figure it out. I'm also, there's some gigs that I have potentially coming up where I'm trying to get into that could be within uh, KSA and they're not as pro visible tattoos. Right. So they're like, you know, a couple tattoos in the, here and there, fine. It's going to be pretty hard to hide a tattoo on my hand. Yeah, true. So I'm going to wait until I find out if I'm doing that work or not. And if yeah. I am, okay, cool. If not, hey. no, yeah. Yeah, maybe you know. delay it a year or so. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I got some time. I'm, I'm in no rush. Eventually, right. I'll get these tattoos. You know, like, I may be old for esports, but I'm still young. I got time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Such a wild concept that we're considered old. I know I'm you're a little bit older than you, but or ancient. E even like still. Every, that's literally what they say. It's just, I, I mean, you're not, not even though. It's like, again, like, like. Large age difference is something like 10 to 20 years. You are not that much older than me. Yeah. And it's just like people in esports that are like, oh, you're two years older than me? Ancient grandpa. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? they do. They what? do. What? Bro, as soon as you hit 20, it's chalked. They're calling it's, you old, retirement like, home. Oh, you don't know how to have mechanics anymore. <laughs> you don't know what's up today. You don't know how to talk. No, come on. <laughs> I am finally getting to the point where people will say words that I'm just like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I don't know the lingo. I don't. And it feels so, I just feel ancient, but it's just, 
we, we work with kids. It's kind of hard. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, that's true. I have, um, I'll say for a while, I was kind of like, I guess kind of down about it is probably the mm. best way to describe it. Um, but I, I am very comfortable with it. In fact, I mean, I would even say that I'm grateful for it because I look at some of the behavior exhibited by the young ones in front of a large audience, and I know that I would have been the same. And so I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for the fact that I didn't really start until I was like 27. And obviously you're much more mature at 27 than, you know, 15 years old. So there's things to be grateful for regarding that. Um, 100%. Yeah. But you do have to deal with, yeah, you do have to deal with people making fun of you. So it Dude, is I will never forget working on a Fortnite broadcast where one of the kids uh, were coming in there. And so at the time, I was like the only experienced caster. So I'm talking to everybody else, you know, kind of explaining <laughs> them what your day rate should be and how you should approach a gig, how to talk to sponsors, how to talk to people, all this type of stuff. And we get through the whole conversation. Next day, we come back in and we're all talking about like a bunch of different stuff. And then one of the guys goes, oh, yeah, not nah, Bass. I, um, the way you were speaking, I thought you were like 32. And I'm just like... <laughs> what <laughs> he's just like i'm like dude at the time i was like 22 years old 23 years old and i'm just sitting here like what That's like so how funny. like you're 10 years off man like really like i don't know kids kids seem to have horrible yeah. concepts with age yes like, that's my, right my, my, my girlfriend works in in, in at, a, at an elementary school some of her kids have asked if she's 16 yeah you can't yeah. work as a teacher yeah, at six yeah. like their perspective is off they they just have um I mean, they just really have so few years of life experience. And I don't mean that, I don't mean that like, I'm not trying to be like elitist no, or whatever, like, but like your perspective is different as time gets, you mm -hmm. know, years, uh, you, people say time goes faster. It's just because a year is a smaller portion of your life. Like mm -hmm. for me, it's one thirtieth of my life for a 15 year old. It's one fifteenth. So like yeah. one year is my perspective is, is half as long as, as what it is for somebody that's 15 years old. So, um, yeah, I mean, things just change as you get older. But happens. with that, we'll talk about, or I'll ask you this question. Uh, what are some proud uh, moments or accomplishments or things that you just hold near and dear uh, that, that you have achieved throughout life? It could be from, from the childhood. It could be from something more recent. Um, but yeah, just something that you are proud of. So I know you wanted to keep more or less away from work with this one because I think it is, you know, it's very much a I show like, that's like around. I, that, I like work but, answers as well. I mean... The thing is for me, it's just that, so I'm 24. I'm relatively, again, I'm young. I'm not going to let- That's the, right. Say it. Say it. I'm not going to let the 17-year-olds <laughs> tell me that I'm old because in my in my life, up until 18 was just schooling, doing my stuff. You yeah. know, like there's cool accomplishments. We, again, captain of my baseball and soccer team is really cool. Um, We actually won the first ever uh championship when I was the captain of the soccer team as a senior. Nice. So that was a really cool thing. That I got to cool. take the trophy. I had to take the trophy home and like stay and keep it for a night and like keep it in my house. And my, yeah. uh, my, my coach was like, here, you're the only senior captain. Take this one. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. But that type of stuff is just like, it's cool, but it's kind of part of the path of life. If that makes sense. I didn't really, yeah. it didn't feel like I earned towards that. This one sounds dumb. And I think a lot of people, especially if you're under 18, this is not going to make a lot of sense to you, but Moving out of my parents' place was probably one of the biggest like ones for me is being able to actually go and do that for the first time. Um, and the reason it happened was that basically I'm very grateful. My parents supported my esports career from pretty much the start of it. My dad is a very up-to-date person. He had been around video games and stuff for a very long time. And I I am not the, the easy path to success. I think a lot right. of people don't really know this about me, but I had a lot of ups and downs throughout life. I dropped out of college twice. So it was like... You know, once I actually, I struggled for a long time to find something that was, that was me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I did sports, yeah. I did all of this type of stuff. But again, jack all trades, you don't really ever 
stick with anything and it doesn't really ever feel impassioned to you. When I found esports casting, it just kind of clicked immediately. And I very quickly had people go from like a small buzz to a big buzz. And it just kind of went, oh, this, this could be the thing. This could yeah. be the one. And I remember after about six months of doing gigs for free, I started to get some paid ones. After I started to get some paid ones, it started to kind of like the momentum uh, picked up really quickly. And I remember sitting down with my parents, with my dad, my stepmother, and then my mother. And they at the time were kind of like, you know, what's your plan going ahead? And I kind of just had to tell them, I had to go, look, I know this is going to sound crazy. Give me one to two years, and I promise you I will be full-time making enough money that I can move out of this house and go do my own thing. Yeah. A year and a half, I want to say, from that conversation is when I moved to Vegas. And at that time, I'd already been looking for places for about six months. So I really got to that point yeah. in about a year, literally exactly where I said I was going to um, after getting picked up by CRL, RLCS, and all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. And when I actually did move to Vegas and I kind of sat in my own room, and in my own place, in my, in my home, it was very much a proud moment of me to realize, yeah. like, hey, you know, the, the gamble you just took two years ago to drop out of college again to just maybe have this work out. It paid off. You were right, kid. You made the right bet. And that that that's one of those moments I was really proud for me. And I think that it's going to be hard to describe that to an 18-year-old who doesn't really understand that, especially a lot of people, yeah. I would say, who do go to college and it's just, you know, college to career. Yes, there is that sort of aspect, but it's a little bit of a different one versus having the highs and lows of dropping out twice, trying to figure out what to do, doing random yeah. random jobs to just make ends meet and see what works. But when that actually clicked and finding that purpose and realizing the purpose was correct, it, that, that was... It's a very proud moment of my life. Um, yeah. so that's one, and then the other one would probably be working the Rocket League World Championship. That that is, yeah. you've heard this story before, but the amount of stars that had to align mm -hmm. for me to get to that point was just, I I'm, I'm very much of a mentality. My my father talks to me about this a lot, where it's like, you yes, every career is gonna have an aspect of luck. There will always be luck involved in so many different things, but. It's taking that luck and running with it, taking yeah. the advantage yeah. of those opportunities given and turning it into something even greater that defines you as a person. And I think that was what was so powerful for me about working the World Championship was that it was a lot of working these little opportunities into something greater, and then they all ended up hitting. And it just – the gambles you take, you know, being bold, yeah. being brave, yeah. being a person who's not afraid to step outside the box. So World Championship and that I think are probably the two that, like, really hit the closest to home. That's incredible, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right about it's probably going to be difficult to understand. I would even say, like, not only for the young ones, but I think for, for older people as well because, yeah, dude, it's just different now. You know, it's stuff is expensive. It's hard to afford not only, like, rent or a mortgage, but even just, like, everyday expenses. It's a lot, you know, it's a, it's a lot more, I think it's just a lot more expensive to exist oh, yeah. at all nowadays mm -hmm. uh than than things used to be so um you know being able to have the faith in yourself and have the confidence in yourself and and the discipline and the determination to um you know take a a road less traveled and one that you know a lot of people are going to look at and they're going to be wondering like what the heck are you doing this is not a career you know that they, they, they'll look at things like teaching and nursing or a car salesman mm -hmm. or a realtor, and like those are careers. Esports caster, that's that's a hobby. That's not a career. You know, that's what Dude, they're gonna be thinking. Video games. I can understand people who are like, "What you do? What with a huh? That that's your that's your job. You get paid yeah. for that. Who would pay you for that?" And it's like, yeah, I. I so so have, yeah, making that choice to, I mean, 
you know when you made that choice that and I'm and I don't you know your parents probably did support you but you know that you're not going to get a lot of like encouragement. You know that the, yep. the general sentiment is going to be skepticism or hesitancy. It's not going to be like if you said I'm going to go be a doctor, every person, let's go, you can do this, you know, that's a great choice. If you say anything in the medical field or business, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, these more traditional careers, you're going to get encouragement and support and enthusiasm. Whereas when you made a choice like what you made, it's going to be the opposite. You know, people are going to be questioning and, and it's hesitancy and, and again, skepticism. And I'm saying all this because I, I felt it too. You know, when I made that choice to do what I'm doing, it was the same type of gig where mm -hmm. it's just something that's not, it's, it's atypical, you know, and it's very new. You know, all this is very new. I, I think really it's only, it's only existed as something that you could actually achieve as a, as a career and, and like put food on the table for probably like 10 years, maybe. Yeah, maybe 15, like you know, for like a very elite few at the top, but, um, you know, doing something similar to you and, and having to take a lot of the uh, similar steps, I have so much respect and admiration for it because it is tough. And, 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 you know, I can imagine and dropping out of college, not once, but twice, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the patience from some of the people around you was probably wearing thin, right? I mean, it was like, I think the biggest way, to, again, it's why I'm so grateful for my father. And he, so my dad worked in like a ton of different stuff for marketing. He's been a huge marketing executive for a, a numerous amount of companies for a, a ton of different stuff. And my dad was one of the first people who ever like picked up on like, oh, YouTubers and these guys online, those influencers are the next generation. Yeah, he knew yeah, this he like, knew. one of the first projects he ever tried to do was getting this company called Library, which was basically the library books that you see nowadays that are electronic that like, you know, libraries at schools and stuff work through. That's his product. That's Ebrary. Gotcha. And so that type of stuff, he when he first got that out, he wanted to grab, I think the exact person was Jenna Marbles. Before she was as big as she is nowadays, yeah. he wanted to put her on as a sponsor because he knew that she would connect with kids better and be able to get them influenced into stuff like that. Yeah. And again, it's an electronic world. You try to get a celebrity to sell an electronic world that back right. in 2012 or whenever it was, they don't really know what they're talking about. They don't really understand that type of yeah. stuff. It's kind of just like it's there. So – when I made that like sort of announcement to my family, my dad was the only person who my dad had always told me, he's like, you should be a YouTuber. You should be a Twitch streamer, <laughs> all this stuff. Cause he thought That's I just, sick. He, he knew I loved it. And he thought that I had a good way of entertaining people. Cause when I was first streaming on Twitch, it was in like 2013 when I was like 13 years old, basically. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, you know, doing, having fun, doing random stuff in CSGO. And I was getting some attention back then, but not what, you know, not now where I can make it a career, but he saw that and he knew the potential, whereas my stepmom and my mother just kind of heard this fantasy of like, hey, I got paid a couple of times to scream at video games. Yeah. What if I did this all the time? Yeah. And they're just like, mm -hmm. like, they, like, they're not going to say no because they, they trust me and they understand that it's like, okay, he's not going to say this if there's just like, if it's just, you know, absolute nonsense. Yeah. But it still was a little bit of them just kind of hesitating going, oh, God, what is he yeah. getting himself into? My mom talks about it now a lot of how proud she is to see that it's like, I, I, it, wor it worked. What yeah. I said to her was true. I was able to manifest these things that were larger than me. I, I, I hate the manifesting idea. I think people who are just like, I, I, I get it, but I think the whole like, I'm going to manifest this by thinking about it. No, go do it. Go do it. Take the yeah. risk. Take the, take the move because it's like, life's scary, but if you sit back and just be like, it's going to happen to me. It's not going to happen. You right. have to take those risks, and I think that was like, like you said, you know, the criticism didn't necessarily come from even direct people. It was just like you'd explain your job to somebody and they go, hmm. Yeah. Just like a half nod and you're like, oh, okay, so you don't you don't really care about what I'm yeah. doing at all. Yeah. Like it just – a couple of my, I would say, like family friends very much heard that. And it's like 
I think the one the the thing that kind of sounds bad, but the thing that kind of like, you know shut them all up and were like, okay, he's legitimate was the first land I ever did. Seeing yeah. me in person, somebody flew me to Atlanta mm-hmm. to go do this. Yeah, that's where they all were yeah. like, okay, I this is it. real. Yeah. This is not nonsense. It's yeah. not just a video cam in his room that he's getting paid yeah. whatever number it is. They flew him out and want him in person here over everybody else around. That was when it kind of all clicked. And I and I mean, I get the skepticism. I 100% yeah. get people yeah. who are skeptical about this because it's a it's the same thing as saying you want to be an artist. I want to go I want to go make a band yeah. that makes it yeah. in Hollywood. It's not always going to happen, and I'm grateful it did to me. That's the best way I can really put it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a actually a great comparison. I think that is very similar to, like, today's it's today's version of artists or, or actor, you know, entertainer mm-hmm. in, some, in some form. It's just through a new medium. Well, Bash, we've been going for a little over an hour here. <laughs> we, so, we keep going, too. I know that. I know. Yeah, we what? definitely could. We'll, we could go all night, I'm sure. Um, but I do like asking this question as we wind things down. Um, is there anything that's been on your mind, anything that you would like to say to everyone? Um, and it could be about Rocket League. It could be about your career. It could be about life. It could be about whatever you so desire. Uh, but the floor is yours. And, uh, if not, then we could go ahead and close things up. I appreciate it. I mean, um, honestly, I'm going to echo most of the sentiments that the other creators that have been on here have said. Um, I've known Fear for a very long time. The Fear 500, you guys talked about his first event. I actually yeah. helped him work on that. You and I actually, I think that's, I don't want to say that's where we met. I think we met through something similar to that beforehand. It was like another creator event or something similar. Yeah. But like what he's talking about, what Nito's talking about, what Riz is talking about with that sort of like, take a risk. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's going to hurt. And you probably will fall on your face. But if you have faith in yourself and if you have that understanding that this is going to go well, and, and again, I want to I want to preface this. You're not all going to make it. Not everybody's going to be able to do these insane careers. Not everybody's going to have to be able to use their creative outlets. But if you are a person who's creative and who has greater ambitions outside of what you do now, which you don't, that's perfectly fine. That's right. Normal jobs, normal people are necessary to the world we live in. And I know a lot of people who are extremely fulfilled doing jobs like that and doing things like that. But if you are a creative who wants to get into a space like this, who you look at, you know, myself, whoever it might be, and go, I want to take that risk. I want to be that person. If you get some momentum, even a little bit at the beginning, take it. Because I live by a mentality that I think a lot of other people have spoken about here. And it's, again, something I hinted and alluded to before with my father talking about, you know, make your own luck. Take an opportunity to take those advantages. It's the basic idea that it's a this is a paraphrasing of bill burr i don't really bill burr's kind of lost his mind nowadays but back (laughs) back then when he said this it very much hit home which is that i don't want to be would you rather be a guy who is broken in his in in his 20s but doing the your most favorite thing ever whatever it might be for him comedy for me casting something that is fulfilling you feel like you're doing something that you're meant to be doing would you rather be a guy who's like 45 years old you've had a very normal life and you wake up one day and go crap, I missed out and I didn't even try. It's not that you didn't accomplish it. It's that you never tried and you will never know if it was worth it for you to have tried. So for everybody out there who I think that, you know, they're kind of on the fence about this, take the risk. Even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn something along the way. I've met a million right. people who are in esports who started off in one career and then very much pivoted to another. My old roommate Ignited, very much the same way. He started off as an esports manager and was working with teams in the bubble scene of RLCS. Now he observes for RLCS and has worked the last major as one of the behind the scenes guys. Life works in weird ways. Yeah. And if you have passion about something, 
throw your everything at it. Even if it doesn't work out, it may lead you to something else. And that's the only reason I'm here today is I COVID forced me inside. I said, I might as well pick up Twitch streaming again. Found Johnny Boy and found Sunless Khan pitching for a league called IGL. Went, all right, let's try it. And two and a half years later, three years later almost, it's my full-time career. Take the risk. It's worth it. I promise you. I love that. I love it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, believe in yourself and just follow your passions, you know. The, 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 the follow your dreams thing, I like it. But I, I think more accurately or, or in my opinion, uh, maybe a better way to do it is just follow your passion. Something that you love to yep. do, something you like, uh, you find fulfilling, I think, Bass, is what you mm -hmm. said. You can't Doesn't go wrong there. At, at the very least, give it a shot. So, wise words from the old boomer Bass. <laughs> You gotta call me grandpa at least once. Yeah, you, you had to do it. You, you had to be like the, you had to be like the, the whippersnappers, if you will. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair. Well, man, thank you so much for joining me. This was a fantastic conversation, as it always is with you, um, y'all. If you don't know Bass, go follow him on Twitter. Go follow him on uh, on Twitch streams, and you'll see him on the RLCS broadcast as well. Bass, again, mm -hmm. thank you for taking some time to chat with me, and we will catch you all on the next episode.